This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. There might be a heat wave uh, sweeping other parts of the country, but hey, this is Mississippi. We're going to do it our way. First, it's going to get real wet. As it has been for the past week, it won't stop raining. But it's going to get really hot, and we're going to get ready for what we know will be Mississippi in August. So anyway, you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys this morning? I'm pretty good. I almost (laughs) put on my sunglasses this morning for the drive-in. Really? Just to be cool or just, what? Yeah, I hadn't needed them. <laughs> right, right. There ain't been no sun. Right, just to do it. Yeah. It's coming. You think it's coming? The sun is? I, ho- the I sun hope is. so. Ooh. It is. Okay. It is. It's going to be here next week. <laughs> That's great. A prognosticator. You That's become. right. I've already thought about it. It's right. the new Fix It 101 weather channel. Right. Yes. So what did you guys get into this weekend? Well, don't everybody jump in. I know my I aunt always and let uncle. Pam go first. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, well, because I'm the crazy one. Um, I didn't say aunt, that. Yeah, <laughs> my aunt and uncle came into town, and they're 79 and 80. Uh huh. Well, yeah, but that doesn't stop them. So we mm-hmm. went. We went down to the country, and I have some posts. You know, this fence I've been working on, and I'm salvaging all my wood. Mm-hmm. So my uncle took a sledgehammer uh-huh. and started knocking the concrete off the bottom of the old post. And that work? It did. I was very surprised. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say your eighty-year-old uncle, uncle yeah. busted concrete for you? Well, I didn't ask him to do that. I was like, "Where's Uncle Jim?" I couldn't find him, and I went out to the shed, and he's out there he's with busting a concrete. <laughs> busting concrete. Good for him, man. Yes, absolutely. You know, I'm glad. If if I see a pile of concrete that needs busted, the first thing I need is a nineteen-year-old. Yeah, well, I'm not doing it. Let me tell you, this is not hard. If you dig up uh, a post, right. you know, which is that's the hardest part. It is digging. Is digging that thing out. But if you get it out and lay it on the ground, and you get a handheld sledgehammer, uh-huh. and you hit, we we were scientific about it because uh, Uncle Jim <laughs> is an engineer, so he found the exact spot you're supposed to hit. Really? Mm-hmm. And, and it, it works. And it works, and it just fell right off. The it concrete was off awesome. of the post. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I know it was. Well, that just tells you that your post is in no way um, uh, protected yes. by the concrete. It's not glued no. to the concrete. <laughs> well, right, right. Now, but when that post is in the ground and uh-huh. the ground is holding it, you know, the concrete's right. doing its job. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. true. Um, yeah, but the concrete don't, doesn't have any defense against my uncle and a sledgehammer. No, it doesn't. Not. So good. Especially I'm, I'm glad an engineer. that, um, uh, especially with the price of wood these days, that you're able to uh, repurpose those. those yeah, they're in great shape, uh, actually. And I saw I'm, that picture, yeah. Yeah, we stacked them up, and it's just a beautiful stack of You're talking of four about the wood fours. here. You're not even talking about your uncle and aunt. 
Mm, great shape. You're talking exactly. about the wood. Right. <laughs> 80 year old with yeah, a sun right. Well, and then my aunt was inside vacuuming. So it right. was. After, after the show, Pam's going to call him because she gave him a list. Right, yeah. <laughs> See how Are they did. Y'all threw that list yet? Right. All right. Number to call is 877 MPB Ring. We're going to ask Jeff what he's got going on here in just a second. But I want to talk to John in Mobile, who's uh, preparing to do some difficult painting. What's going on, John? Yes, sir. Thanks for taking the call. Mm-hmm. Hope everybody's had their caffeine this morning. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm about to do some prep work on soffit, and I, I've forgotten the, the, the procedure. Uh, I know I'm supposed to sand uh, and maybe uh, wash and uh, prep with primer, but I, I can't remember the, the proper sequence there. I also do a little caulking. Uh, joints. So should I wash first? Should I sand first? What, what's what's the proper uh, procedure there? What's what's the condition of the of the uh, soffit soffit right now? Chipping some paint of, or just faded or what? Some of it is just faded. Others require a little more tender loving care. They it's peeling. Okay. Certain areas. Perfect. So I, okay. I plan to sand that down and yes. feather it. So should you wash first, or should you? I would no. Well, I would. I would go ahead and I. I do all my scraping, my sanding. Um, I would do everything but my caulking, uh, which is including washing. Once that's done, I would caulk, make sure the surface is dry, and then I would apply my primer and then my paint. In in that in that order. Once you wash wash it, does does that not raise the grain? Do you, do you not have to sand it again? Well, or is that no, you're, you're not going to raise the grain because there's already paint on it. So all you're doing is getting any debris, any kind of, you know, mildew or whatever off of that surface so it will accept paint. Okay. Now, when when you wash it, you know, don't don't see how many gallons of water you can put on it. Put Put enough water on it to clean it, and that's all you're doing. Um, and you have to be careful too. If you're washing and you have soffit vents, that's right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't want to be yeah, spraying. Um, but some folks don't even know what a soffit is, Jeff. Well, yeah. and, and two, um, John, all you're doing is getting the dirt off of that surface so you can paint. That's all you're doing. You, you, it, it, so. It's, is uh, power washing overkill when it comes to doing uh, that yes. last wash? I don't like a power washer. You could do more damage than good. Yeah, power yeah. washer is going to inject water into the grain of the wood, and it'll That's be right. there until yeah. it evaporates Yeah, it'll tear out. it get up. A, get, get a brush with an extension pole. Hopefully you have a single-story home, and yeah. um, brush it, rinse it off with your water hose. There you go. I got you. I got let, you. let it dry. Y'all are good people. Thank you. Y'all appreciate it. Well, I wouldn't say all that, but well, and <laughs> but just, we appreciate it. Just to clarify, because there are a lot of folks, like I'll be reviewing on a home inspection, and I'll say soffit, and they'll go, well, what is that? Right. right. Well, tell us, what is a soffit, Pam? Well, Adam, I'm going to try to explain it. Jeff may be better than me, but it's the underside. It's the ceiling of your roof at the edge of the house. That's right. And then the thing you look at is called the fascia. Right. Which is a board, and a lot of people know that particular board because it's just under the actual 
roofing material it looks like Correct. and it's the thing that typically gets molded out and you just chunk it and replace it yeah, or the squirrels eat it and right you know your gutter drips on it and that's the part that starts to rot first and, and people have tried for forever to figure out how to make that not happen by wrapping it in and in, in yeah. all kinds of different stuff well, now they're using a, um they're not even using wood there right pvc some version we we, we use a concrete product oh, okay. um now i now that we're on gutters, let me just mention one thing about a gutter. Okay, and uh, it, we're going to get the gutter controversy. That's right. We're going to get a phone call. Right. Okay. <laughs> the proper way to install a gutter is do not take your one by two off. Install your gutter on the one by two. Think about it. It keeps the gutter off of your fascia board. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes, and then we when we get to, a gully washer, the gutter sags. So this and is pulls why away from if the it one is installed two. properly, it is not going to sag because but, there's only there one place. Wait, but hang on. <laughs> there's only one place to screw that gutter in. That's at the top. All right, guys. Um, yeah, it's going to sag. No, ding, ding. Yeah, it is. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> All right, let's move on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This weekend, a friend invited me to their home, like they do with you on occasion, Pam, to help them do a project. Awesome. So I went to the home, and and, um, they had recently had the bathroom redone. So I went in, and there were... This this was the pretty part the the what was left so it was I uh, had to help install the curtains and like towel rod and, or I mean a towel holder and a towel ring you know near the were you cabinet. putting it in tile or were you able to put it in no it, it was sheetrock uh, and I will tell you that I did a fabulous job until I left <laughs> I heard back from my friend row row <laughs> yeah now uh, everything was good but that the uh, the the towel holder, which was like a chrome tubing kind yeah, of thing, yeah. um, even though I put it in there with the with with the proper things that you should use with sheetrock, it still pulled out. Oh wow! And I think that had to do with what sheetrock they used in there, which was regular sheetrock in the bathroom, and I think it was a little gooey. But anyway, when I tried, uh, what I've got to do is that if they still want that up there, is I've got to go get a different type of screw to go in that will hold that sheetrock and or find the stud and i will say that i looked for the stud the other day i found it and it was so off center it would have driven this person crazy had i put it on the stud yeah you know well a piece of wood jeff you've got you've given that suggestion before you could do that and um you could take a um a nice one by Uh uh-huh and route it so it's a little decorative, no right. knots, uh-huh. and screw it stud to stud, and then mount your your towel bar, towel ring to that. So, okay, so if the person who's li- if you're listening, and I was your guy this weekend, I'll be back. <laughs> Come back. It, I got it figured out. That was just yeah. your way to get another free lunch. Right, right, yeah. That was to it. go over there. Hey, and you know what I've used for towel uh, rods in my house? What? Conduit. Oh yeah, of course. Just metal conduit is cheaper than yeah. the towel rod. Yeah, you, Folks, you can do that, or, or you know, plumbing, a plumbing, um, right? Not, a, not electrical conduit, but a but a galvanized plumbing pipe, right? Yeah, and that'll yes. never yeah. bend ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and what what they mean by the way, conduit is just a long tubular thing that you put something else through. 
That's basically all. Right, and you can get it, you know, because I like those big towels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the big fluffy towels. Right. And the only, they don't make a towel, well, I guess they do, but it's probably very expensive. Right. Conduit's not that expensive. (laughs) So you get a big, good towel rack. Yeah, and then I can put my nice, big, fluffy towel on it. Right. I had a friend ask me, though, uh, we're going to get a break here real quick. I had a friend ask me to talk a little about, about lightning surges. Uh, and how and how what they can do about that? It's happening a lot recently because of all the storms coming in. Through they want to stop the lightning? No, they don't want to stop the lightning. <laughs> they want to stop the lightning from frying stuff in their house. <laughs> we can talk about that. Um, it is time for us to take our first break of the hour. When we come back, we'll uh, list the top tools every DIYer should have, but didn't know you needed. Uh, also, with every project, it is guaranteed you'll visit the hardware store on multiple occasions. After the break, we'll let you know why, so stay tuned. If you have questions and want to join the show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein, who at Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I just want to say this before we go on. You heard me laugh when I said Jeff's name. Uh, no, Jeff's name is not funny to me. But <laughs> but it's 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 great when sometimes you guys have differing opinions. That just shows all of you that are listening that that you know what um these are professionals. There are different ways professionals get things done and it's so cool that we can't just find one contractor that could do everything. Because that would be no fun to listen to. Right. Oh, that's yeah. right. Right. No. Well, you know that, that that's why there's chocolate and vanilla and right. You know, fried chicken and, and grilled chicken. Right. So, right. So there you Republicans go. Republicans and Democrats. There you Love go. it. So okay, we got. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Richard's on the line in Madison. He's got a plumbing question. What's going on, Richard? Uh, good morning. Have a plumbing question. Uh, we built our house about 27 years ago or so. Uh, and the last few months started getting a water hammer problem when we used uh, one of the bathrooms. Um, and it's slowly getting worse. Hmm. Can you explain to everyone what... Can you, after. Richard, can you explain to everyone what a water hammer problem is? Well, okay, you run, like, you flush the commode, and then a, a few seconds or a minute or two later, you start getting this... Um, buzzing or sometimes it, it can be a knock in our case right. it's a buzzing it's a hammer 
Yeah, it's the it's the water running through the through a loose plumbing pipe, and it's hitting up next to the two by four, the sheetrock. Okay, how do I stop? <laughs> Pam, can't can't he install a, a relief right at the water heater? Yeah, well, you can do it at the water heater, or you can do it. Um, I think I've read recently that you can put it at the fixture. So if it's okay. the toilet, you yeah. can put it on the supply. Okay. At, and it's a little bitty cylinder right. thing. Right. It's just a place for that water to go for a moment. Um, we we install them. They're code in Ridgeland to um, – we, we, we put them at the um, – I think we put them at the refrigerator fill. Okay. Really? Port. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just a. It'll be another piece of PEX that comes off uh-huh. of that line about, oh, I don't know, six eight inches long, uh-huh. and of course it's capped off, and uh, it's a place for that water to go momentarily. Huh. Okay. Um, that's going to be my suggestion. Um, a lot easier than opening a wall and restapling that thing. Yeah, I don't think you need to do that, but I also think that you might be able to do it right at the water heater. So. Sounds like the water heater that supplies. Well, except this is the 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 cold water one going. I think to the probably. I mean to the uh, uh, commode. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you can put. I mean, all all we're doing, all we're doing, is trying to get that water to go somewhere for a minute. Yeah, first, and you can buy those cylinders at a big box store and install it at your supply on your toilet. Yeah. Or at the water heater, you say. Yeah, either one. Yeah. I mean, if your water heater's in the attic, I'm going to suggest the toilet. <laughs> yeah. It is because it's hot up there right now. Use. Yeah. Okay. But that, 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 that should handle the uh, issue, uh, Richard. What, what do you call it? Do I? What are those things uh, called? Is it, is it a water arrestor? Arrestor sounds right. I think that's what it is. Go, Expansion go. tank. It's a, it's called an expansion tank if you put it at the water heater, and then I'm not sure what it's called. I bet the folks at a hardware store uh, would able, be able to tell you yeah. Yeah. what it is at the fixture, and it's just a tiny little tube that you put into the supply line there. Now, you're going to have to shut the water off to the house. You can't just shut the water off at the toilet and then cut into right. that line. That's a bad day. Right. All right. Does that help Thank out, Richard? You. Um, all right, thank you. Hey, we got a uh, email in in response to something we were talking about last week. Cat litter was mentioned for an oil spill, like uh, in your garage. If you leak oil, put down cat litter there. Uh, clay litter. He but said, you better use. I know what you're getting ready to say. You better use uh, some Dr Pepper. Dr Pepper. The, uh, <laughs> to, to back to Richard, it's called a water hammer arrestor. Okay. Seventeen dollars and fifty two cents from Ferguson's. All right. Water, hammer, arrestor. 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 Cool. Um, Anyway, he said he tried that. It didn't work well for him, but he now uses sawdust and loves it. I guess if you've got the time to clean the sawdust, meaning to to create it and then to wipe it away once it gets funky. Because I would think it gets funky and starts breaking down. Well, it's going to absorb it. And you could do that for the initial leak but then to really clean that concrete i love jeff's dr pepper dr. solution pepper. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's got it you got to do it when it's brand new mm-hmm. yeah you wait if you wait a minute it's just gonna be there right number to call is 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 
Uh, Jeff, I never, I never got to you. What, what did you get into this weekend? Did you end up fixing anything at home or on the boat? Uh, no, we were, we were on the boat and um, worked on installing um, some LED lighting. Still, right, still, still. okay, and um, putting in some new switches. Just um, how many bulbs you got on that bulb? That oh boat gosh. There, Jeff. A bunch. Oh, I don't know. Maybe fifty, possibly. Whoa. It's a I, bunch. It's yeah, a bunch. that's a lot. It's a bunch. Right. Um, Very bright boat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so uh, another email. I haven't tried, or I'm sorry, how hard is it to replace the wax ring on a toilet? I saw it on TV years ago, and it looks simple. Uh, it, it does look simple. The hardest uh, part's picking up the toilet. Well, I was going to say, uh, in many cases, I've done this by myself several times, but I don't recommend it because the the picking up of the toilet really is a two person job, and and all you've got to do the way that I did it, the in 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 my personal bathroom, the the toilet was very near the commode. I mean, very near the uh, the tub. Uh, the tub, yeah. So I picked it up and put it in the tub. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, you know that's what I'm saying? not a bad place to put it. Put yeah. it in the tub. That way I wouldn't, you know, if there's any mess. Or the shower or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I put it in the tub. and But the thing is, is typically, you know, remember, even if you flushed it, there's still a little bit of water in there, uh, in the trap. And it's it's porcelain. It's heavy. It's very heavy. Uh, so the only reason why this might be a two-person job is because of the weight of the toilet. Otherwise... Putting in a wax ring is not that difficult if you don't have repairs to make. One of the things to always look for when you're uh, putting in a new toilet or a wax ring or anything of that nature is to look at the flange at the bottom to see if there are any cracks. A lot of times these are made of PVC or, or some other material, even lead or iron uh, sometimes right. from the older houses, and they crack too. They make... Uh, somewhat easy solutions to fix these, but you might need another person with some knowledge to help you fix. Yeah, that. the worst is that if you pull the toilet off and you got problems with that thing, now you got to call I'm the saying. plumber. <laughs> yeah, and and but if you don't have any problem with that, uh, this is going to sound crazy, guys. The wax ring that you buy for your toilet goes anywhere from about eighty-eight cents to four bucks. That's that's what you're going to spend on it. They just they they don't cost anything. Well, and ladies, if you're going to take this project on, you know, unscrew your toilet and then get you a little crowbar and gently kind of push that thing up until it lets go. And then you can get your friends to help you right. move it over into the shower. But and try you have and to just be careful a, with that crowbar. Yeah, be very careful. But you know, for and and just ladies and anybody that's uh, let me say strength compromised, <laughs> <laughs> it's all about leverage. Right. If you'll think about leverage, then you can. Like I do that with with the nails we're pulling out of this wood. Is that I'm not strong enough to just kind of yank it out with a hammer right. or a claw. But if I use my my sledgehammer or my not a, my sledgehammer, but my crowbar, if I turn it a certain way and use the leverage, uh-huh. now I can get it out of there, and I'm able to do a lot of projects. Just be and, and not be that strong. Right, right, right. Yeah, you could actually take a two by four, put it on the back side of the crowbar, and it makes it even easier. Uh huh. Um, Leverage. Now let's go back to this commode for a minute. Yeah. Um, keep in mind, it is porcelain. It's not going to bend. It's not going to flex. No, right. at all. Right. So if your floor is a little bit unlevel, they they make shims. 
shim the commode up. You're not going to, you know, bolt the commode down and let it bend to that unlevelness. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to break. Yeah, and and then it'll be loose and wobbly. That's right. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the shim idea is awesome because you can put those wood shims in there and just break them off. Right. And now it's it's not moving, and then you caulk it. Now, well, okay, I'm glad you said caulk it, okay? Oh, I remember this story. Because there's two schools of thought on this. Here we go again. Are you, hey, where's our belt? <laughs> are you supposed to caulk the commode to the floor? Wow, and you're right. Everyone has a different opinion here. I've seen it both ways. I've seen it look great both ways. Yes. Well, but if you're I, on a slab, I think you're okay. If you're on a subfloor, absolutely not. Why is that? Because you'll capture any leak under there and well, rot the floor that, out. That, 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 yeah. that was exactly my point. You're not caulking that to... Do any leaking. That is not where we're going to cap. That is not for leaks. No. What it is for, um, me personally, we do not caulk them to the floor. But you're building okay? slab houses, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, um, if the customer requests it, we will do it. And this is the only reason I'll do it. All it does, it keeps debris from going in that little. Under the section under mm-hmm. the commode, the nasty. caulk would under keep the, the debris off. Keep it from right. being nasty. That's right. Yeah. Easier, so, easier to clean. Yes. But I, agree. There, I don't think there's a right or a wrong as long as you're doing it for the right reason. If, right. if, if you have a leak under there and you say, well, let's caulk it, absolutely not. Yeah, that's going to be so. a. You know, and I had a situation the other day, Jeff. Give me your opinion on this. I was doing a home inspection and I went over. We always fill the tub up because I'm checking the sure. overflow. Sure. And I reached over to do that, and I smelled sewer next mm. to the toilet. And I was mm-hmm. like, I wonder uh, uh, if that wax ring. Probably. Well, and, and you know what? I was just going to mention in, in talking about the uh, replacing the wax ring on the toilet, one of the biggest mistakes, and, and I've done it when I, was, when I didn't know as much about what I was doing. A lot of people think, wow, there's too much room. So they grab a second wax ring. Uh, and right. put it on top of there. That's right. That's right. That's just not the way to More do it. More is not better. No. 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 Uh, it should only take one wax ring, and if and if the if the toilet is not reaching it, that's the problem of the flange on the Could bottom. Be. That's right. Most likely. That's right. Now you or want to the talk tile. about or well, the tile. It, it could be the tile is is. Is not at the right level. You know, did we add tile? Did, you know, right? Is this um, is this toilet going over an old tile job? That's or, right. or, or, yeah. Now let's talk about P traps for a minute. What's a P trap for? To keep the sewer gases from coming that, into the house. That's right. Now, right what, hang on. The P trap, by the way, folks, is the one under your sink that is curvy. Looks like that's a right. U there, or J. There's, there's one. There's one on the commode. There, there's one at right. every water source. And the one on the commode now, is in the commode. Isn't that's it? right. Yeah. Now. Um, another thing to be con- another thing to be aware of, if you were to walk in a room and smelled some sewer sewer gas, it could be a fact that the pee trap is just dry. Because if you don't put water in that, let's say you live by yourself and you never use that other bathroom, it's that pee trap is eventually going to evaporate. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. So. Well, yeah, go into your bathrooms you don't use very much and run the water. Sure, run the water, flush the commode, c- cycle that cycle that out of there. Wow, right. that never occurred so. to me. Well, uh, to 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 finish the question, I guess the the I can say that replacing the wax ring on the toilet is not an expensive venture if you take it slow 
and easy. It's not a difficult thing. It's just no, work. That's right. Well, yeah. and that goes, but you remember we were talking about sewer flies last week, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, that's right. So mm-hmm. if that pea trap is dried up, you can get, and I, okay, I got a horror story. Years ago, I was uh, during the foreclosure market, you know, uh-huh. 2007, 2008, yep, yep, and all yep. these houses have been foreclosed on and empty forever. Mm-hmm. And I went into the guest, no, I went to the master bathroom and there was a snake in the shower. Nice. Oh, no way. Had come up through? Probably. I don't even, no, 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 no. Nightmare. <laughs> and then stuff. whenever I walked in there, he just slithered over and went right down the drain. <laughs> no. No, that'll So be... I ran the water. <laughs> And you still do that for a living? <laughs> that oh, would have been my life. give a snake a chance. Right. Now, I love snakes. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, it's time for another break. When we come back, we're going to be going over some of your uh, summer maintenance checklists, answer more of your DIY questions, so stay tuned. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do your do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pivas, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. So if you want to get a uh, question on, it's 877-MPB-RING. And, and before we went into the break, we, hang on. We were going to uh, talk about getting ready for some of well, some of these tools, these uh, odd tools that we talked about. No, do we not? Did we not talk about that? Okay, well, I thought we did. I thought, yeah, did okay. No, we didn't. We, we didn't. were going to talk. We about were it. going yeah. to talk about. It. Okay, we so got let's, sidetracked let's do that real quick. We chased a rabbit. Uh, all right, so everybody knows about the hammer, screwdriver, but here are the tools that every DIYer should have around, but didn't know you needed. Okay. There's some just things to keep around your house. Number one, a stud finder. Number one. And, and for Jeff, that's a flashlight. Right, yes. And for Jeff, that's a flashlight. <laughs> that's right. Right. Uh, and uh, for me, it's a big magnet. So, for me, it's a thermal camera. Right. Okay. No, you're just showing off right. now yeah, with just, your wealth. Got the cool toys. <laughs> right. Right. Cost right. me $3,000. <laughs> hey, but I can find every stud I look for. <laughs> All right, let's leave that there. An impact driver is what you need next. Um, and and uh, that is a another type of, we can call that it's a drill. screwdriver drill kind of thing. On steroids. Yes, yes. It's made for your tough jobs. I use a uh, impact driver when I'm uh, drilling into concrete, which I've done fairly recently. So you can do that. Anyway, uh, a pair of pliers. Now, I know that you can pick up the 88-cent pliers that are that pop metal stuff. But really, they, 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 they're they all loose. and they don't, gets, When you get those pliers, uh-huh. get $10 worth of Band-Aids. Right, yeah, because you're going to break <laughs> right. all your knuckles on it. So That's look, right. Get, get <laughs> a pair of pliers that feel solid in your hand. And when you take both sides of it and you move it back and forth, it doesn't jiggle. 
Right. It's supposed to be very tight. Just go ahead yeah. and get your tetanus shot while get, you're get at it. it. <laughs> you know, you know, speaking of that, spend the money and get a good quality tool. It's true. It's, it's cheaper true. than your hand because you are going to bust a knuckle. Um, right. You know, if you don't get a good quality set of tools. Well, and make and sure your first aid kit is up to date. Sure. Well, and folks, I will say, and I know you guys are pros and you have to use certain things because you're going to use it more than once. I have seen someone buy a $50 drill to do a single deck and then walk away. So the, these things happen, but you can't expect it to do two decks. You know what I'm saying? And two, so, do you really want to invite your neighbor over and show him a $50 drill? That's true. No. <laughs> no. And that's what it's really about. And that's what it's right. about. Right. Hey, man, <laughs> look at this drill I just bought. <laughs> yeah. This is something that you don't think of a lot, but really, I've got one of these, and I didn't understand how important it was until I got it. A, a, a steel square or a framing square. Sure. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Yes. Very important. Well, I didn't realize until I was in my 40s that I couldn't draw a straight line. Right. And then I got a framing square. <laughs> So, uh, also, a screwdriver with adjustable bits. It's always the other bit, by yep. the way. So, yep. Get, yep. get something with all the bits, because it's always the other It's one. always. Well, listen, we were pulling that deck up out at the pond, mm. and, I mean, I think they used every head known uh, to man. Wonderful. <laughs> Whoa, that was frustrating. Uh, well, right. you you know what they did. They went out to the barn and got all the screws they've been saving for years. <laughs> right. And stuck them down in there, yeah. and then they counterset them. So, then you didn't know what Even you better. had. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and by the way, folks, countersetting is where it goes down and to the wood far enough that you don't even really know what the screw looks like. Now, that's a good way to rot a board out right there. Right. Um, also, Thus, we took the deck down. <laughs> this is one that you want to use carefully, an extension cord. Uh, a heavy you, duty, please. Yeah, and, and, and I duty. tell you what, what folks typically see when they go out and buy an extension cord, and I noticed this when I went shopping, mostly you see 16-gauge extension cords that's pretty small yeah um i I would think that really if you wanted to do anything for real that you wouldn't get anything smaller than a 14 you know it's funny you mentioned that Uh two weekends ago we're and by the way that's the thickness of the cord exactly it's the gauge right the uh the uh smaller the number the bigger the bigger the gauge right yeah so we're we're in one of the big box stores, mm-hmm. and my wife is with me, and we need an extension cord for the boat. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking for you know a 12 gauge, right? A 10 gauge. I'm looking for something heavy. She's looking for color, right? Right. <laughs> she needs a pretty one, I want right. A purple one. <laughs> right? And I'm thinking, no, I don't care what color it is. Right. Let's let's don't burn the boat. Burn the boat. Let's down. don't let's right. don't get a fire because think about what's going through that cord, right? Heat, which electricity generates heat, is going through that cord. You know, when there's a run on extension cords, what time of year? Take a guess. Christmas. Christmas. Right when the fires happen. I went to go look for one, and I was standing. It's like light bulbs. There's so many different kinds. Well, I can tell you, and and let me say this, because it was an education for me when I kind of figured it out. 16 gauge is that standard kind of orange cord that you see everywhere and and they have it in different colors as jeff mentioned that will throw you don't well, now let the they colors do the, and they do the cord it's almost like a i mean it's very pretty it's it's like a um it doesn't even look like an extension right. cord just so that you know we don't get extension cords to be decorative no um <laughs> well don't tell jeff's wife that right no. right so so but anyway uh they're they're typically 16 gauge i like to go 
to at least 14 if you want to do something uh like with some real heavy duty go up to a 12 right um you know but these things also one of the things you want to look at is uh, when i say the thickness of the wire that's not going to explain it right there's there's you know the coating that's over the wire uh sometimes that rubber is really thin yeah and sometimes it's thick you want the thick rubber because it's more shielded from everything from other power sources. Sure. And, and also, extension cords lay on the ground. People step on them. They get little rocks in them. They cut through. And the only thing between you and a seriously hot wire mm-hmm. is, is a very small, thin thing of plastic. Right. So you want to find something a little more plastic. And, and two, another thing, your voltage drop happens every 100 feet. So right, right. think about it. If I'm running this extension cord a long distance, obviously you want to get a bigger gauge, right? Um, so you don't get that voltage drop, right? Isn't it a smaller gauge? Yes, but it's the, a, a bigger wire, a smaller, bigger wire, smaller <laughs> number. It's smaller, so confusing Smaller to me. number. Think think of it as a twelve gauge shotgun and a twenty gauge. A twelve gauge is bigger than a twenty. That's true. I don't shoot a shotgun. I don't well, own should. a shotgun. <laughs> okay, Gary's on the line in Brandon, and uh, he's got a, a problem. What's going on, Gary? Um, what do you do when a builder refuses or neglects to make the repairs during the warranty period short of, uh, I know what I can do after the warranty period ends, which is two days from now. Uh, I could always do it myself and file a lawsuit to collect the money, right. but I don't want mm. to. How about a complaint with BOC and the Housing Institute? Well, is is um, let me say, Gary, if if you're making the complaint to the home builder, right? Yes. And does and the home builder agree that this thing is something that should be fixed? Yes. They do. Oh yeah, and have been telling me for almost a year that they'll fix it. Wow, <laughs> Gary, I hate to hear these stories. I'm. I'm I'm, I'm past president of, of Home Builders Association in Jackson, and uh, um, our, our association is very professional, and, and I just, I hate when I hear these stories. Um, this is this is going to be my suggestion, and I'm, I'm going to get phone calls. I, I know I am, but, but the rest of my builder buddies know this is the truth. Reach out to the builder and just say, look, man. My warranty period is up in two days. Please come fix this warranty issue. Uh, I need I'm giving it, you the opportunity. Yes, to come fix I, this. I needed in writing that you are coming to fix this this warranty issue. My next phone call is going to going to be to a, a board of contractors, um, and I hate to even say that. It, it, it shouldn't even come to this. If if it's a warranty issue, go fix it. So. Well, and something you got to remember, Gary, is that, you know, just like Jeff, these builders are so busy right now. I understand, but this it, has been going on. Exactly. Well, if you've got exactly. it documented, you know, yeah, I do. yeah. Just yeah. make and sure you got last, it documented. As a matter of fact, my last inspection report was done by one of your employees, and that was in April, and I sent him a certified copy of it. And Oh. Yeah, we do builder warranty reach out inspections. To, reach out to him. Yeah, yeah. Reach, reach out to him or her one more time, Gary. I will. And and um, and again, um, I hate that you're going through yeah. that. I really do. Try to give the guy a chance to vindicate himself. 
I'll give him a chance. Yeah. Thank you. Before I find one of my attorney friends. Since I'm <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. All right. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Um, uh, uh, I'm I assuming I, Gary's not talking about me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought, Where do you I live, Gary? Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, and we do, I mean, just so the public knows, we do builder uh, warranty inspections. So oh, okay. we'll do it at 11 months. If you're having issues, we'll come in and document that for you. Well, oh, who, okay. whoever asked the question, and I'm glad someone at this table asked the question, is it a bona fide warranty or do you think it's a warranty? Well, that was my question was, does the builder also believe that they are supposed exactly. to Exactly. Yeah. You know, because there's three sides to every story. Right. And, um, you know, every time we sell a home, we, we give a new home warranty book. Uh, and it, and awesome. it, it plainly states builder responsibility, homeowner responsibility. And uh, so, so you, even though you may think you you have a warranty issue, uh, check and make sure that that the warranty that the item in question is actually a warranted item or it is a um, maintenance item. Right. So. Yeah. All right. Good point. Let's keep going. Mandy's on the line in Tupelo with a comment about those extension cords. What's going on, Mandy? Hi there. Um, I am a physical science teacher. Mm-hmm. And by no means an expert, but we had a unit on um, e- electricity. Mm-hmm. And as a rule of thumb, I told my kids, don't use an extension cord that's smaller than the cord that comes out of whatever it is you're plugging into. Interesting. That's, that's, okay. not, a bad, that's not a bad way to look at right. it. Right. So, know, like, we, if you're plugging in a refrigerator, which has a big, fat cord, sure. you don't plug it into one of those little uh, Christmas light extensions. Right. Well, and as I, a rule of thumb, don't put an appliance on an extension cord. <laughs> Yeah, well, I meant like a power tool or something like right. that. Because oh, yeah. one of the kids was talking about his dad using a grinder, and it's got a cord on it the size of his thumb, and he was plugging it into one of those smaller orange sure. extension cords. And I said, that thing's going to catch on fire. It'll melt. Anyway. He, he was plugging it into the one he could find. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, probably. So. I said, it'll be okay for a minute or two, right. but if you're using it for a long time, you might better um, find a short, fat extension cord. Right. So, Good for you, Mandy. <laughs> anyway, just a little comment. Thanks a lot. Thank you, man. We appreciate uh-huh. it. Bye-bye. John's on the line in Mobile. Uh, oh, man. the What a great question. John, are you with us? Yeah, I sure am. Thank you, Jeff. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm thinking to get the uh, house recited and have windows put in because of mm-hmm. just the way the house was built 60 years ago. Yep, it's time. Um, and I wanted to know what you thought was the best uh, order to have that done in order to avoid problems with contractors, in order to have the best chance of having things done as near perfect as possible. Okay. That's, that's, uh, that's real simple and real easy. Windows first. Yep. Windows first. Yep. Good. Yeah. Put your, take, take your old siding off of, from around the window, put your window in, make sure you flash the window properly. Uh, make sure you have house wrap done properly. Make sure you have window tape flashing done properly. Then do your siding and your trim. Are you are you hiring a pro for this, John, or are you doing it yourself? Uh, it's still in the uh, fantasy stage, really. Okay, okay. Well, I can tell you I've replaced windows myself, and the only hard part about replacing the windows was getting to it through the siding that I had to move first yeah, to get yeah. to it. So, yes, uh, uh, windows first. Then you can put the siding is just makeup, and you make it look any way you want. And here, here's the reality. 
Um, your if you order your windows today, you'll get them in about eighteen weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, it's going to take a minute. Yep. Well, it is still in the fantasy stage. Um, all right. Thank you very much. I sure. guess that covers it. Thanks, John. We appreciate it. Let's go ahead and take our last break of the hour real quick. Um, <laughs> when we come back, we're going to be uh, taking some more calls. i got a couple more emails to hit with you, too. It's time for our last break. You still have time to get your home improvement, improvement question answered this morning. Call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Contractor, uh, well, here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector and Inspector Like a Girl, P.S., also a contractor. Licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks is also here. Uh, I wanted to go straight to an email because I just know this is going to kill you, Jeff. Oh. Okay. And, all right, so y'all ready? My deck is 20 years old, just had it pressure washed, and it looks new. What do you recommend to treat the wood? I have a 900-square-foot deck. I want something that will last at least five years. So, okay, first thing you got to do is let that deck evaporate for, you know, a week. So It needs to be dry. Yeah. Um, you, you want to find the best water repellent that you can get. Now, what is the best water repellent we can get? In this case, probably paint. You don't want to paint it doesn't look good. Right. So now we're going to downgrade to something. Thompson water seal, I don't like it. It's right. it's it's okay. Uh-huh. Um so but try to find something that will repair that water. Yeah. And you can use a um I found this out with this um cuz I just did my fence and then I did the deck mm-hmm. and then we're working on this deck down at the pond. And there is a solid stain. You can go. Yes, yes. So you can, it's almost, it's just paint. That's really. right, yeah, that's yeah. right. But you can look at, like I stood, it's like looking at extension cords and light bulbs at the hardware store. Right. You just stand there and they've, they've got all these, it'll tell you the years that you can expect yep. on wow. the now, coverage. Here's something to think about. If we were building that brand new, we would seal all six sides all of that board sides. before we put it down. That's mm-hmm. true. Just doing the top. All you're doing is the top. Remember your sides right. and your ends and your bottom. So what will happen so. if you just did the, let's say, because mine's low profile, you just do the top. What you've done is 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 trapped all the water that's coming up from the ground. Yeah, right. kind of. Yeah. But yeah. you made it pretty. Hey, but so. it looks great. Right. But hey, you step through no, it. <laughs> nothing lasts forever. Uh-uh. Uh, uh, so seal it best you can. Right. All right, Jerry's on the road and uh, has got a, a question, really needs our help. What's going on, Jerry? Hey, I have two uh, separate sinks in my bathroom, and I'm going to replace the water heater either way. But in my cold water, when I cut it on, I get a smell for about five or six seconds, then it goes yep. away. Yep. But in the other sink, it, there's no smell whatsoever in the same bathroom. Okay. What could that be? Might hmm. be the supply line. Well, How sure, old is he, it? He sure had to throw that twist in there, didn't he? Yeah. Right. How old is um, the house, Jerry? 
12, 13 years old. Oh, it's not that old. What would you have said if not, Jeff? Uh, it's the nano rod. Is that the right? Anode anode, rod. anode rod in and your water, water heater, heater. which, which attracts all the metals, metals. And, and will make your water stink. So you pull that rod out and you, you put a new rod in. And then flush the water heater. Just flush yeah. it. That'll help, too. But I, I, think, I think I'm cleaning my, my, my water heater out. It's going to be my quick knee-jerk answer. Well, and it could be. I wonder if there's a um, if it's in one sink and not the other. I'm wondering if it goes back to a P trap. One of the traps Does isn't sealing well. One of the traps, maybe uh. not there. Because then it would push that sewer smell out whenever you turned it on. And I'll tell you something that folks don't know: if your P trap is lower than eight, or is it lower than eighteen inches, it'll it will literally flush it out every time you use it. Yeah. So if it's too long down to the P-trap, every uh-huh. time you turn your water on, it literally will siphon it out of the P-trap. Huh. I, I hadn't thought about that. Wow. Okay. Does that help at all, Jerry? Yeah. So I'm replacing the water heater and then just check the P-trap also. Yep. Yeah. Yes. You okay. can actually take a tape measure and measure what. how far is it from your drain to your P-trap. And right. if it's over 18 inches, that's your problem. Right. Good okay. point. Wow. That was right. fantastic. All right, thanks, Jerry. Well, folks, wow, that was a really good way to end it. I, I thought so. On a P-trap. Yeah. On P-trap day. P-trap day. P-trap. <laughs> All right, folks. P-trap and gutters. <laughs> oh. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, and I'm Jason Fine. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.